mofos, and welcome to another episode of Deep Shit. Hey, the old theme. Remember that? I barely do. I uh, put it back there because uh, I think America needs it this week with the elections coming up. I think the 50 of you that listen to this <laughs> needed that old theme song to remind you of what your priorities are when you go to the ballot box, which I will not be joining you at the ballot box because I totally forgot to register to vote in the state of California. <laughs> Me, I'm such a good liberal. Anyway, I put the old theme song in there because it was requested by a gentleman named Aaron Brungart. So Aaron, thank you for asking me to do the thing that I did before. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I'm thanking you. I was like, thank you, thank you for telling me to do more me, bro. But anyway, seriously, um, I hope you guys had a little tinge of nostalgia. And any new people, I hope that that theme song didn't turn you off from listening to the rest of the podcast. Because it would for me. <laughs> it is right now. All right. My own voice. I like it, kind of. Anyway, um, yes, it is election week. Very important. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, what if I had... That's all I... That's as much as I can muster up right now at this hour. Um, this this podcast today is with Eliza Skinner, another one of the regulars. Come back to the fold, and we are going to talk about friendship, uh, platonic friendships between men and women of the straight orientation uh in specific if we want to go there and uh i butcher plato by the way in this podcast i say some stuff about plato that i'm not sure is accurate and even more so i didn't bother to look it up right now before i recorded this before we did the podcast i knew we were going to talk about it it's really easy to enter that into Wikipedia, and I couldn't muster that. I had a DVR list that needed to be looked at again and not changed at all. Are all the episodes of Revolution there? Hmm, check. That's that's the priorities that I gave this today. Um, but Eliza has been uh, very busy as of late because she has um, compounded her employ meaning that she has a lot of joys, a lot of joys, a lot of jobs is what I meant to say. Wow, you changed the B to a Y, and it's a word that means exactly the opposite. Am I right? Working stiffs? Loosen those ties. Who's with me? Who? Who is with me? <laughs> is anybody with me? I don't know what's happening. Um, Yes, no, Eliza's been very busy, and she's in a relationship, so she's spending all this time working and then her free time is allotted to her boyfriend as is uh normal practice in these americas and we uh talk about that a little bit you know talk about the um, scheduling and stuff like that and it it gets it gets uh pretty cray cray pretty cray cray holiday as kanye west once said that shit cray <laughs> also i talk a little bit about my philosophies on relationships in general this is something that i haven't covered on this particular podcast. It's been intimated at in different episodes. I've been on other podcasts talking about it, namely the Champs podcast. I talked about it at length. I talked about it on uh, my friend Phoebe Robinson's podcast, the Blaria podcast, which if you don't know what that means, it's Black Daria. But get Blaria, put them together, and then you got, you got a new word that 
really sums up her personality. And uh, I've also talked about it on the Morning After podcast. And uh, I haven't talked about it on this one yet. Maybe I will more someday. And if you don't know, I'm in an open relationship. So, cat's out of that bag. And it's allowed to go into as many bags as it wants to. As long as all the bags agree and are aware of it. (laughs) I have entertained the shit out of myself right now. Anyways, oh Hazel, Basil, Schmazel, Flazels. Here's Eliza. What does it have I, to do with that? You know, I really need to look up that what that saying because I n- do not know it and I never say it. And instead, I always go, you know, like tide, water goes up and all the boats go up from the water. And the tide, <laughs> like it, the reason it's a saying is because there's a concise way to say yeah, it. Yeah, what is it? Like a a, a, a rising tide r- raises all boats, or yeah, something like that. It basically means something. that like if it means that all the boats will rise if something happens. Exactly. It doesn't mean that one boat. It goes yeah. higher than all the others. Exactly. That doesn't apply to showbiz, though. One boat clearly becomes the boat that everyone's like, we need a boat like this boat. Well, I mean, maybe. We want that boat, but that boat's a little there's expensive. There's one that's in front of Get the us other a ones. boat like that <laughs> There boat. is always one in Get front of the other Get us that boat ones. type. But I think that it's, but I do think that it's like, uh, there is a little bit of that. Like, be you know, yeah, I'm not in the place where Donald is, but I feel like our whole community of, of people are like. Rising. Raising, rising up. Yeah. And we're all, we're all being sought out more and we're all working more everyone's gonna land somewhere yeah exactly so it's not like it's not like people get plucked out it's not like one of those claw machines and i think that's how it feels to a lot of people for a long time like you're just waiting for some claw to come down and grab you oh because the claw on my machine's totes broken (laughs) no oh it's like it goes down it never picks anything out people put it up it picks out the other people all around you just never you you you'll it'll start to and then you slip out the baby boo baby blue baboon with the googly eyes, oh, that's getting Oh, it's got me. Picked. It's got me. It's got, uh, it doesn't have me anymore. <laughs> that show got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Um, mm. Mar. Mar. Bill Mar. I don't know why I said that. Um, so anyway, what have you been up to? What's, what's going on? Um, You've just been busy, busy, busy. I have You're been. Fucking, I've been really, really you busy. You have this life that um, there's no room for me in? Yeah. Well, specifically you. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. I'm like, there's no room for bear. Totes make sense. Totally. No, I've just been really, really busy um, doing a lot of like different jobs. I feel like if I had one job, it would not be as busy. It's because I have it'd be like... Because more consistent. Yeah, it's like I got to run from this one to that one to this to that and that. And, and, and I have to prepare for them all differently. How many uh, jobs do you have right now? Right now, I right now I think I'm down to one. I'm down one to fashion job! Place. Yeah. <laughs> but like last week, it was three at least. Um, so weekly... Yeah. <laughs> the amount of jobs is varied. Yeah. Well, and that's not counting comedian just generally. Oh, no, wait. I know there's two jobs. Um, and then comedian on top of all of that. Right, right, right. Which is which is a lot of job. That is its own job, but it's like you're, you're some, someone theorized that you're constantly a comedian, that you're constantly coming up with stuff. Mm-hmm. But you do have to still do shows to see if that stuff makes any sense to anybody. Yeah, and you have to not only do them, but you have to book them, and you have to plan for them. And you have to check your calendar. Well, that's right, because you, you also have a show that you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're, but you're not booking that anymore, right? No, we have someone booking it for us. But I mean, I have to like 
answer emails from people being like, hey, do you want to do my show? And they'll right, have right, to right. Like, like, that's But then also that's... people will probably email you and be like, hey, can I be on your show? And you're like, mm-hmm. you have to email this person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Whatever, Eliza. I know, I That know. person doesn't well, exist. Well, I try to always write back and be like, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to have you. All you have to do is contact our booker. This is her. She'll write you back and let you know when it will be. Instead of being like, just send the email to the girl. Yeah, you know, but it's interesting how, how off-putting that is to people. When shows get a booker, because I had a booker for a show once, and it was just because I was getting so many emails mm-hmm. that I was like, well, wouldn't it be, because I'm a comedian, so it's like my friend, who's not a comedian, who said that she would do it for me, she's like, well, yeah, here, I'll just answer those emails, and I'll book the shows. I'm like, awesome. So I would reference people to that, but they always took it as a, as a, as a brush off. Well, if they're taking it as a brush off, they haven't told me that yet, but I also did it, we also did it not only because of all of that, but because... Uh, Brittany, our producer, is kind of an up-and-coming uh, comedian. Like she's just starting out, and she was actually excited to do it. Mm. Um, you know, we were like, "Yeah, we'd already we were already calling her a co-producer on the show," mm. um, and we we're like, "Do you think you could take on this thing?" And she was like, "Yeah, great." So, you know, and hopefully, if she ever needs like a reference for uh, a job or anything like it, I feel like it's th- we forget that these things are actual responsibilities and talents and like they they're it's helpful for a skill them. set that you can actually do something with yeah yeah and she's getting in contact with a lot of comics and you know people that she might not have met otherwise so hopefully it's oh, a good yeah. thing for her too magic yeah. a magic a magic so but that's tonight it is tonight and you're doing stick or treat as well i am jesus yeah but you're not hosting magic bag tonight yeah i am what you are well it's me and dc right but don't you guys kind of you guys should uh, uh, switch off that duty. One yeah. of you should do a set each week, and the one of you should host and switch it back and forth. Yeah, we've always done it we, that we do both. We, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't think you should do that. I know. I know. That's how they do Holy Fuck. Uh, Jeff and Dave switch off. Switch off, and then one of them does a set. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's a better thing because it's like it's a different thing to host than it is to be able to do your own set. Exactly. Set and the way show. that we host is not the way that we would ever host in a real show. Like, no right. one would ever hire us to. Well, you guys come, come out and you, and you riff at the top as yeah. a duo, and you basically you both come out after every single comic. No, one of us comes out, and and we you don't, switch off. Yeah, yeah. And we don't do any bits in between. We'll just right. be like, "That was you great." Should, Here's should, Baron Vaughn. You should do a bit. You should do like a Conan style sketch in between different comedians. <laughs> yeah, just have like an audience. A lot plant. of wigs. Yeah. A lot of yeah. Just some somebody's just like, "Hey, I'm here." It's like, "Oh, what's going on, guy in the audience?" Uh, you know, just being in the audience. Being an audience plant is really exhausting. Wait, oh, an audience or audience plant? Uh-oh. Uh, the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Jerry that's, Audience. That's my new catchphrase, by the way. The jig is up? The jig is up. Well, you constantly are being caught. Mm-hmm. You're, you're constantly, Ooh. you're just like, I was walking down the street the other day. No, I wasn't. The jig, jig is, is up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've been really pet peeve recently about um, comedians Uh-oh. that talk about stuff that didn't happen as though it did happen. What do you mean? Like, yeah, so I saw this guy, and he was eating a banana, and I was like, hey, take your banana someplace else, Jojo. And you're like, you didn't say that. You didn't do that. Yeah. Why didn't you just say, I wanted to say this? Like, then I would, like, why? Well, that's the that's the place that you're thinking about where it's just kind of like, they, they want to exist in the world where they do those things. Well, but that, it's that, more interesting to me to be like, I wanted to say it, but what does that mean that I wanted to say it? Exactly. Like, why am I a guy who's like, why am I so upset that this guy's having a banana? Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. But just for some reason, I don't like the way he looks. Yeah. And that's basically how a lot of people feel about gay marriage. Like, Or like, I, I wanted to be really, ang- like, I want to be able to be like this angry in public. And right. I can't be. Or this clever or whatever. Just, 
I don't know. I, it, I just sort of like tune out and I'm like, oh, you're lying. And, <laughs> and I guess like, I don't know, there's no like rule that you can't make well, stuff taken, up. And some of the best comedians, I'm sure. I've taken like, amalgams of experience. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm if yeah. I have a couple different experiences where the same event happens or the same lesson is learned, sometimes I'll combine them in the one thing to make my point. Mm-hmm. So it's like because I've, I've put things in a context where it's like, well, that's not exactly what happened, but it's the only way to bring out what I want to bring out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've be- lied about when something's happened with like, oh, just the other day. That was that was five months ago. Oh, people people are always like. Yeah. If any relationship joke probably didn't happen right before that comedian got on set. I don't mean to blow the lid off a of comedy right now, <laughs> but if someone says me and my girlfriend just broke up, that could mean yesterday or 10 years ago. You don't know, bro. We had a comedian do our show literally right after he and his girlfriend had broken up. Like he walked into the green room completely shell-shocked and like in the way that like when someone walks in and everybody just has to turn and be like, Hey, hey, what's wrong? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I just broke up. Yep, yep, yeah, just now. We're like, wait, your girlfriend of, what was it, like 10 years? It was like some really long t- uh, oh. relationship. And he was like, yeah, yeah, just now, just now. And I was like, we're all like, really? Like, he was like, and then we were like, you still want to do the show? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might bring it up on stage. Maybe like at the end of the set. I might mention it. Maybe see if I can use it at the end of the set. And he gets up on stage and is like, so I... My girlfriend just broke up with me. We're like, oh man. <laughs> I, I think there's also this piece of excitement to be like, it's a, it's like the, it's such a comedian setup that happens all the time. It's like, but right now it's real. Yeah. I was just walking down the street. Yeah. Well, I did just get off a plane. Well, and also I think that it's something that like being on stage, when you have a good set, when you talk about something on stage, when stuff goes well, you feel so good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might also be a way of him trying to feel so good about this thing that's making him feel so bad. Right, if he can get like, something, if he can yeah, get like turn a, good, this around for me, a guys. good dick joke out of it, then yeah. it's like, that, that breakup was worth it. But even if they just, even if we could just get one big, big laugh right in this moment, this day, whew, mm-hmm. I'll feel a little better. Speaking of breaking up, mm-hmm. which I've been told is hard to do. Yeah. Usually the person is singing when they tell me that. <laughs> but uh, you, we haven't talked for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Did but we break? Break up? No, we didn't okay. break up. No, no, no. <laughs> just like, like you know, you're you're one of the, the regulars on this cast of Podness, and uh, you know, and if uh, you're if this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, then you know, go check out some of them, uh, some annals. Mm-hmm. What did we do? Negativity. We did negativity. Perception. We did, we did parenthood when you wanted to. That parenting. was your parenting. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and perception. Mm-hmm. So today's topic mm-hmm. is the letter F. <laughs> No. Friendship. Yeah, friendship. This is something that you just, when we, you came over and we went to CVS for me to buy a extension cord mm-hmm. so I can plug the IO doc by Alesis or mm-hmm. Alesis, depending on whatever the hell you believe in. Because that's the kind of thing we do. That's we'll the kind just, of thing. We'll just, just go to a CVS. Right, and you saw... We'll just, f- we'll just walk around chatting. You saw a family with the mother's fly was down and you were, you couldn't believe that no one I in the family... Have, why would no one in the family tell her that? Wait, wait, tell what me... What kind of family was lay, it? Lay that scene down for a All right, so it was two kids, a father and a mother, and the mother had... Her fly was down and it wasn't like like down like where you can't tell that it's down. Like it was like, pow- like pooching open, sort of like... It basically looked like a, a mouse. Yeah, it was like... A crotch mouth, if yeah. you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no one in her family was telling her. And I kind of tried to catch her eye and then was like, and then I got stopped by the realization that no one had told her. And I was like, I feel like this would mess up. I feel like this would cause a rift in a family if I was that mom. And I was like, seriously, you guys let me walk around that whole seat. That poor stranger lady had to tell me. None of you guys could tell me. Moms don't 
give a shit. They got they got <laughs> too much stuff on they they got too much stuff on their plate. Well, she looked like she gave a shit. She had like she had like a, like a fancy top on, and she put on earrings and done her hair up. I just know? I guess as I'm thinking about my mom would have just like she would have noticed and been like zipped up her pants and been like, well, guess my my pants were zipped down. Moving on. Yeah. Like that's how much thought she would have given it. Yeah, I well yeah, I don't think that it would have destroyed the day. She's but. like hmm. My pants are zipped down. I could be embarrassed about this, but I have squeezed life out of a, <laughs> out of myself. So I guess that this I can let this one slide. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. So okay. So uh, and when we were over there, you know, we, we were talking about what we were going to talk about. We mm-hmm. were talking about what we were going to talk about. Right. Now we're talking about. Now I'm talking about when we were talking about what we were going to be talking about right now. Okay. Right. I we you got to dig it, out of this. I just Karen. it looped. <laughs> it looped. Can't. It looped. We just looped. <laughs> Um. So what? What is it? Uh, what is the What is the situation that you're platonic speaking? Platonic adult friendship. Right. You said platonic between men and women. Okay. So friendship between straight men and women. Yes. Well, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, mostly. Well, because there is that element of sexuality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that well, and just propriety? Like I have, I I've always. I've always been friends with more guys than girls. Mm-hmm. Like in my, I think it's probably because well, partly in my neighborhood growing up, there weren't a lot of little girls. It was mostly little boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, th- I, that's just always what I've been friends with. And now I realize I can't call up a house and be like, can you put your husband on the phone? I'd like him to go to the movies with me. Like that's, that's really inappropriate. Yeah. Um, kind of. So I'm like, okay, so those can't, I can't have those friendships in the same way. And and also I, I I'm not like boo hoo I can't like I don't I'm not mad at anybody's wives or girlfriends like right. I understand that's just kind of a universal thing. But it, you, that's proprietary proprietary mm-hmm. proper mm-hmm. or proper 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 all of those sequestered <laughs> Grundle Smith in the um I can't stop thinking about that sketch so the the Keen Peel sketch with the names. Um, oh, it's one of my favorite. Charlie incredible. Sanders, who who also writes on that show, yeah. was he um, he and Colton, who's my boyfriend, who also writes on that show, right. and a lot of people, uh, and a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> the the three of us were in a touring short form improv group a long, long time ago. Yeah, um, UCB Turco. No, 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 uh, no, in a different company. Oh, completely before, different. Before we were even involved not, in the UCB, not UCB Turco. Um, but was I remember. Sid Limits? Yeah. Okay. But I remember being on tour with Charlie and being in vans, and we would all just do that. We would just make up names, just introducing ourselves. Mm. Like, hello, I'm Peter Peepeepot. Oh, great. Good to meet you. I'm Darla Chestbump. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've, I've uh. never met. And just like, it's surprisingly difficult to just keep up a fast rhythm of making up names. Yeah. Especially if you want to go ahead and let them be ridiculous, but still Not deliver them me. believably. Not for me. It's fun. You can just just lie in bed, staring at the ceiling, coming up with those names. That's that's exactly when I do it. Actually, yeah. I'm sitting there in bed alone at the hours of midnight between three a.m. Where I'm like, why can't I sleep? And then I just introduce myself to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so until fun. the tears fill my eyes enough that they're closed. It's a. I every. I suggest everybody do that. Okay, good. Frequently. So, but uh, platonic friends. That's what I said to you because it's like we we that idea of platonic of Plato, who I said. Fucked his friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that was ancient Greece, is that those motherfuckers had sex with their students because that was part of the teaching. But also, they were same sex, right? Yes, they were. It so was it men. It really has nothing to do with the way that we use it now. And there's this whole thing, and I'm, I'm wildly paraphrasing. And if you are a person who listens to it, I apologize if I'm offending you with my ignorance of the classics right now. I get offended by ignorance all the time. Okay, good. That's going to be the name of my album. Offended by ignorance? That's <laughs> yeah. a long title. People can be like, what? So am I. <laughs> Throw it down. 
So it's like there was that because Plato talks about like the 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 friendship bond, but it was that man man bond which woman was stranger to, and that there was like you can't have a friendship like men can have friendships because we fucking. Mm-hmm. We fuck. We fucking. We're spending all this time together because that's what they did. They taught them about like the li- about the world, but they taught them about their bodies as well. But I'm gonna also say I think that that could have been a Plato specific thing. Like that could also be him being like, but it's of the- guys get me, ladies don't. It's of the time though. It is of the time partly, but I think that it could also be. That's a possibility, him. but it really is of the time. Oh. It, it was because he's also talking about. I mean, he's reflecting back what was happening at that time, and you know, people are just like, "Well, is it?" But again, there was the love bond that we now believe marriage to be about. It wasn't the same then. Right. Like that wasn't the point of it then. That was more. It was like, "Hey, I have this property, and I want to share it to your family." Right. Or, "Hey, we're we're at war with that tribe. How about I marry my daughter to the well, but also chieftain?" Things, things were very cut and dried and clear, and you knew what people what what relationships were for what. Yeah. Um, whereas now, and I think this is the thing with this uh, grown-up, non-sexual friendship thing, mm-hmm. I think it can be a-, a little nebulous. You're sort of like, do we both understand what this is? Because you can't this be like... This is a non-penis relationship. Hey, person, I like you so much, and I never want to see you naked. Like, that's just not a, a cool thing to put out on the table, but it feels like... You kind of do. I mean, it's like... It, it's very hard, especially if you're friends with someone who's in a relationship with somebody. Like, obviously, that's like there's that sense yeah. of propriety where it's like, well, I, I, that's not my privilege to see you naked. But it's also that it's not my just because I'm not thinking of you in that sexual way as well. So it's like if I see you naked, I'm going to sexualize you in some sort of unless we were to see each other naked a lot. And it's like, well, it's no thing. We're nudists yeah. or, or something on a swim team, As a nudist on a swim team. But it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, there is that that. And that's what I was saying to you before about like um, every straight male, straight female friendship, uh, the female has to take a stance on the penis from the beginning of the friendship. Mm. Every straight man. I don't think every because there are there are situations in which like a woman could be interested in a guy and he's like, no, thanks. And she's like, well, okay. All no, right. but the point Still is, I guess, I guess you're right. But I, I'm just saying that, like, someone's definitely got to take a stand. And I think you're more often. Someone right. has to take a stand on what what the penis is going to. <laughs> what what oh, role? Be the penis what the role the penis it's always is going to be play. the penis. I guess I'm just thinking about from my perspective because I'm never, I don't ever think about myself as as uh, consciously bringing the penis to the to the game. I never think about packing my vagina, but it's always in my it's bag. It's just kind of. <laughs> It's always in some bag. You had to move some papers and some candy <laughs> oh, wrappers. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh it's got stuck lint in it. and gum all over it. <laughs> anyway, now I can open my door. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's like, that's what I was saying to you before about like, where it's just kind of like, oh, uh, women have to take a stance on the penis very early. It's either, yeah, maybe a penis will be a part of this relationship, or no, I'm not interested in a penis at all. But you have to put it out there that, this is going to be a non-penis relationship. Well, and I think especially with... I feel like with, women are more contra- conf- uh, conscious of that because mm-hmm. men are always throwing the penis. I, th- I, think, you're, I think you're right. Ten, that they that tend is, to. That, that is more, more frequently the situation. I, I know that um, my boyfriend can sometimes get uh, nervous about it because I, I spend so much time with guys and uh, doing comedy, doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, my explanation to him <laughs> about it and about being friends with them and them liking me is that I feel like guys of a certain age process women in one of three ways. Mm-hmm. Either you're a bitch, you're, I, I would sleep with you, 
or there's something wrong with your face. <laughs> so as long as there's nothing Do wrong with my explain. face, <laughs> as long as I have not been slashed and have no snakes growing out of my eyes, um, I am. N- I don't. I, I try. To, I'm nice, so they're not going to think that I'm a bitch. So they'd fuck me. Um, I just want to let the uh, the uh, listeners know that uh, <laughs> the fingers with with which Eliza described these, she ended up with the middle finger as the, as the, the final point. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that they're hunting it. You know, that doesn't mean that they're like, give it to me, gotta give it to me. I think it's just like being a young guy who's like, if if I or and I don't think it's something special about me. I think it's like any lady who's around that they, as I said, don't dislike and mm-hmm. don't think is something is just horribly unattractive. I think if any of us were like, hey hey, maybe you wanna get something done in the bathroom with me, they'd be like, yeah okay, I guess so. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're like, yeah, when's it going to happen? Do you want to get something done in the bathroom with yeah. me? Yeah. Damn. I can't believe I've never used that one. <laughs> I didn't know it would work so well, Eliza. Well, I, it's usually wi- it works when women deliver it. Yes. Because guys are a little less discerning about where and when they'll get things done. Yeah, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll meet you in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Lead you in the ladies' room. <laughs> That song? Be back real soon. Oh, you don't remember it. What? So <laughs> you just sang the next part. Obviously, uh, you don't remember it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. So, so, but it, it, but yeah, it can, it can, it still is somewhat confusing. Like there was that. I remember when I texted you. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Right? Okay, you were going to a uh, another a, a, a mutual comedian friend that we both know. Mm-hmm. You were going to his place. He asked you to help you. Mm-hmm. He asked you to help him. With something mm-hmm. that he, uh, some piece of writing that he mm-hmm. was trying to put together. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, of course I'll help you, man." Right. No big whoop. And then. And then, uh, my boyfriend was like, "That sounds like a big whoop," and I was like, "But it's not." And he was like, "Hmm, okay." And then I was like, oh, "What if it is a big whoop?" What well, if he I thought he, he, that he, he was thinking that guy wanted to hit on you or yes. something. Yes. Yeah. He was like, "There's th- that guy's into you." And I was like, no, no, he's not. And then I started to get worried. And I was like, oh, what if I've been really naive? And what if I've been irresponsible with this friendship and somehow inadvertently let him on or put out mm-hmm, any signals mm-hmm. because I was so comfortable with it just being a friendship? Because mm-hmm. I knew in my brain that's all that it was. Yeah. Um, that I was like, yeah, I don't have to keep up a guard. Um, that I, don't, I got worried about it leading to an embarrassing situation for him that he th- that I had given some sort of signals that seemed like, yes, I'm into this. Um, and then by showing up to help him with this the project, right. um, I would be furthering that even more so that he would hit on me and I would have to be like, I'm so sorry. I have created this terrible situation. And then you but texted no. me about it. Yeah, I texted <laughs> Baron to be like, uh, oh no, did, is this what's going on? Am I being crazy? Is this crazy? What's happening? And then what did I say that? You were like, no. <laughs> He's a grown-up. He's a grown-up. Grown up. You're a grown-up. It's like, look, if even if he did ask you over to do that, first of all, that's that's amazingly disrespectful because he knows you're not single. Yes. Right? So that's why I was like, well, he knows you're not single, so he probably just, uh, God forbid, does actually want your help <laughs> <laughs> on this thing. Well, that was my original assumption. Yes. I just suddenly doubted it and was like, oh, I've been so, have I been crazy? Have, have I, I been blind? Because there's always that like question, like, is there, like, is he going to throw can the penis have, at me? Yeah, like, can, uh, are guys really friends with girls? Are girls really friends with guys? Meow, meow, meow. You know, uh, Harry and Sally, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah. like, you're not, you assume that everybody is on the same page as you. Where, you're, like, my page would be like, yeah, guys and girls friends, no big deal. 
But some people, not on that page. Some people don't think that that's like a thing. I think that, because uh, I was raised by two women, which you know. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I think I prefer a lot of the times the company of women. I mean, that is seems to be a type where it's like a female that has a lot of male friends. Like a straight female with a lot of male friends or a straight man with a lot of straight female friends or something like that. But I have, you know, straight female and gay female friends, whatever, and gay male friends. But it's like I tend to gravitate towards women probably, I think, because I was raised by two. It was my mm -hmm. mom and my grandma. And I just uh, – one someone once told me, and I never thought about this, but she said that that's why I see women as people. <laughs> She's like, it's it's the simplest idea, yeah, but it's like a lot of men don't see women as people. Mm -hmm. It's like you saw two women do everything. Mm -hmm. So you've always seen them as multifaceted, multi-capable beings. Yeah. Of all of, of every aspect. So you see women as equals, which and I was and I thought that, well, it's interesting because if I grew up with the father, maybe. And I think most men that grow up with the father, that is part of the duty of the father to, t to teach the son. Here's what women are. Yes. And I think that a lot of it is how they must be treated. This is how they must be treated. And but a lot of that can be misleading mm -hmm. or it's filled with the father's BS. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I almost feel like if I had a dad to be like, well, look, son, women are this and women are that, then I would see women uh, narrower. Mm -hmm. I think I would see women in a narrower point of view. I think literally that's what happens though. Is that, it, I mean, that's that when see women, the narrower a man's viewpoint of a woman is, it's the more uh, adamant his father probably was when he was a child. I'm gonna put those put things together. Maybe I would. I would. I would say it's just that his father had really strong opinions, and that's why his vision is so narrow. Po yeah, possibly. The I would stronger say, I would, the opinions. But, but I would. I would assume that the the woman was involved also. Like if it was a very binary system of men do this, this is what men are this thing, and women are this thing, and there's no in between, and there's no crossover, and so expect. So this is how you have to treat women, and this is what you need. What you can expect from them, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that's really minimizing in. Even though, it's especially if they're seeing their father like mm -hmm. do that to their mother, yeah, it's like, oh, and here's a living example of what you were saying, and now that's how I see it. Yeah, um, I think that it's also like in my family, uh, my like I, as I said, I always had more guy friends, and I think it was partly my neighborhood, and partly I think like my dad's a little more emotionally consistent than my mother and my sister. Okay, so um, so that that I could, I I, I knew how to interact with that, mm -hmm. whereas I didn't always know what to expect in my interactions with your mother and your sister yeah and the same is true of of um girls like growing up maybe because of that or maybe coincidentally also i didn't i didn't know how what you didn't know what you were getting yeah exactly um but i feel like it's i feel like women guys who are friends with a lot of women are looked at as really progressive guys and women who are more often friends with guys are looked at as there's something wrong with you that you can't be friends with women Huh. There's there's something broken. There's something messed up about you. Interesting. And I think that that's really unfair. I am friends with women. I like a lot of women, mm -hmm. but I've just always it's it's more it's more easy for me to be friends with guys. Mm. Well, you know, tra traditionally, I'm trying to, and I've said this on the podcast before a little bit, but I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to cultivate male friendships. Yeah, I'm trying to cultivate female friendships. Which is kind of like I, there's there's I've met enough people or I know enough guys, especially comedians, that I'm like, you know what, you're cool. We can hang out. We could just be dudes. 
even though that's a, like a but there's nothing i don't know it always feels like i guess i i have some sort of issue in my mm-hmm. head where it's like if i hang out with a bunch of men something sinister is going to happen at some <laughs> We're point gonna kill a hooker by mistake so, I, a hooker's going to get <laughs> the movie very bad things <laughs> is going to happen yeah if, well yeah i just feel like uh, i i i think the the you pointing out specifically comedy and comedians i think is really interesting mm-hmm. because i think that there is a lot of uh a lot of uh, a different sort of Venn diagram there. Mm. Um, I went to this women in comedy festival last weekend and was staying in a hotel with a bunch of different female standups. And I, one of the things that I always said or thought about being friends with women was like, I have a lot of friendships with women. I have a lot of friends who are women, but I'm never going to be part of one of those like sex in the city gangs of ladies, just like walking around and shopping for shoes. Like that's just, I don't, I don't get that rhythm. You are wearing overalls right now. I am wearing overalls right now. I mean, I, you know, um, and I don't fault people who do that. And I don't, I'm, I'd get that I am the one who's off the beat, but then going to this women in comedy festival, that's exactly what it was. It was a bunch of weirdos like me that made up a big group of girls doing our like swarm of ladies shopping for shoes thing. And it was amazing. I was like, Oh (laughs) my gosh. Did you really go shopping for shoes? We did. (laughs) We did. In Portland. Yes. Where they don't have tax. So Uh good idea to shop there. Girlfriend. Um, But, but yeah, it was really great. And And it was so easy being friends with all of them and each of them because it was a different, it was, they, they were, they were like me. They had like my, a rhythm that I could understand. So are you saying in a sort of way that there was a that you fear a hive mentality that it's reflects that, something that you're not? No, no, it's not that I I fear it. It's that like when I've tried to do it, it's like it's like the group of girls is usually like do 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 do. You're all doing an impre- clang clang clang. Doing an impersonation of a group of girls. <laughs> yeah, like and they they <laughs> each know they're like do 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 do. That's them talking, and the other one will be like do 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 do, and another one will be like do 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 do, and then I'll be like be bop Buddha, and they're like no. <laughs> Wrong. Why is this not a short film right but then, now? Right? It, but then with this group, it was like, and since we were all different and all used to being different, we were like, oh, this can fit. I get this. This is a sketch. I see that, that the group of four women, three of them are like the same, and one's like, clearly this one of these things doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And it's when you see them acting, it's like, then one goes, and they're like, no, that's the wrong instrument. Yeah. Exactly. That's the wrong instrument for this particular tea party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, but when everybody has a wrong instrument, it just is a whole different song. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So here's a here's a, a thing. Let's get back to this uh, mm-hmm. kind of male female platonic relationship mm-hmm. sort of thing. Well, what the hell is it that you believe a friend is? Uh, someone that you to watch over you. Yeah, someone that you enjoy being around. Um who you care about and get along with and who makes you feel happy and um, like you like and everything's great, but uh, you don't want to have sex with them. (laughs) What if you do want to have sex with them, but you just never do? What if there's an element of, you know, I would like to sleep with that person, but it's never going to happen. You just put it out of your mind in a sort of yeah, way. Yeah, okay, that yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be like you don't want like Because there are some people that like, you're just not attracted to. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you don't have to like, oh, I don't have any sexual feelings towards you. I should hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. But it's like, I have female friends that like at first I was attracted to them, but it, the, the, the more I get to know them, the more yeah. the dynamic turns into something else and it's and like, I think you're attractive, but I'm not gonna ever try to do something. You certainly don't want to think of your friends as all the people who you find least attractive in the world. <laughs> like, hey. yeah, that's not what they are. But it's just like, that's not the thing. Well, I had a girlfriend that 
uh, was very suspicious of my female friendships because she there was one particular female friend in specific that she asked me not to be friends with because she was convinced that I was secretly in love with her. Oh, she was convinced you were in love with her? Was the was the girl the friend girl in question inappropriate in any way? No. Oh, that's too bad. No. I mean this, not too bad that she wasn't inappropriate. The, I mean the just thing that, is that, that like, went down like that. Yeah, well the thing is that like that that friend I had been friends with for such a long mm-hmm. time. Um but you know, maybe when I met her, there was a part of me that's like, maybe we could, nah, and then I just, it just never happened, and I just put it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. So she is just a friend, and she's one of my closest friends. But I guess the, the way that this girl put it, the girl that I was dating, she said that, like, well, I guess she saw her as, like, a substitute f- girlfriend. Yeah, I've had- Like, that she was, like, uh, like, she was what I had until I found a girlfriend, which mm-hmm. is never, ever how I saw it. Yeah, I, I've had that happen. I've been that girl i've had like one of my best friends when he met uh his future wife his now wife um she thought that there was something going on with us and there wasn't i was i like i was his wingman for when he met her i was like hey talk to this guy Mm -hmm. and uh and she made him stop speaking to me and i wasn't mad at first because i was like well i'm just so glad that my friend found somebody that he loves and Mm -hmm. this is making him so happy Mm -hmm. uh so i really want him to have that but then like as the years went by i was like screw you lady like i never did anything to to make you think that well that's the thing it comes down to trust and insecurity yeah it's when people believe that that's what jealousy is it's thinking that something that's your property is going to be taken from you and no person is your property that's why you have to trust that if they're with you they're with you that they want to come back to you you can't make anybody do anything or make anyone feel Anything. And honestly, trying to make them do it is exactly the thing that will push them away. Yeah, I was I was hanging out with another guy friend the mm-hmm. other day. Um, we sat down to lunch and he was like, well, my girlfriend's leaving me. And I was like, oh my gosh, she broke up with you? And he was like, no, no, but just I think she's going to. Because she got mad at me. And I was like, oh, well, it sounds like she got mad, mad at you. And <laughs> he was like, well, she's definitely thinking about it. And I was like, yep, she is. She's definitely thinking about breaking up with you. Given the circumstance, like when he went more, I was like, yeah, she's thinking about breaking up with you. But that doesn't mean that she is going to. Yeah, is going to. uh, Why don't you talk to her? (laughs) Yeah, well, or give her some space and let her like part of the thing is like you can't be so scared of that kind of stuff going on. What's going on inside someone's mind. Right, right. Like, yeah, you know what? Someone it might not even be somebody who seems mad at you. Someone who seems like they love you every now and then when they're in the shower, they're like. <laughs> and then they're like, "No, nah, I love them." Like we, you have, and you have to be allowed. I think the uh, pro- problems in relationships, especially romantic relationships, come up when someone is not allowed to feel those feelings. Yeah, we do have that. I mean, that's that's kind of what we we talked about in our negativity podcast. It's mm-hmm. like, like if if everything doesn't feel hunky dory a hundred percent of the time, then something must be wrong. I think mm-hmm. that's something that's very twenties. It's mm-hmm. very teenage and in twenties because we get so wrapped up in in the infatuation. And the endorphins and the the high and the the rush of it that when that wears off or when they do something that breaks that that stride, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I guess I don't love this person. Yeah, I, everything's I not. I don't feel these crazy feelings. Everything's anymore. not perfect. Yeah. How can that be? I guess he's not the one. Yeah, I was just talking about that with another guy friend of mine mm-hmm. um, who has just had all this career success recently. He's like mm-hmm. sold movies, sold a TV show, all kinds of great stuff. Um, he's like, yeah, I feel okay about it. And I was like, that's great. And he's like, no, I want to be like, I want to have that like jumping for joy, screaming and yelling on my on my lawn kind of like right, excitement. Right. And I was like, 
he was like, I guess I'm just kind of dead inside. And I was like, no, I think that you just kind of don't feel those, like, I don't believe in big leaps of success. I believe right. in little steps of them. So when right. you take that little step into something really exciting, you've only come, like, a couple feet. You were right behind that a few hours ago. Well, so it doesn't, like it like, doesn't feel like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not like it's out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, no, you've been working really hard yeah. for a long time trying to get to this point. But also, what you were saying, mm-hmm. that I feel like those feelings of like, kapow, kapow, everything is crazy. Yeah. Are from when you're in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you grow up a little bit, it's like, wow, you, you, everything is tempered. And it's like, yeah, that's really great. Oh, but it also means I have a whole lot more work to do and these responsibilities and how am I going to manage this and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, so it, but it, it doesn't mean that it's less important or exciting exactly you just process it differently well it's it's just like when i got on the show you know people are so excited and they're like are you excited are you are you crazy i'm like no because so much can happen between like even just getting that's exactly how this conversation started exactly until it's happening it's not happening getting cast means it means something it means that you've been cast that someone has finally decided to take a risk on you yeah that a buttload of people signed off on you and said yes and mm-hmm. they're executives and they have money and they make these kinds of decisions that means that they're aware of you and they approve that's a good thing but they could also change their mind yeah. after they've seen the reading mm-hmm. or when they've shot the pilot they can decide to recast it or the show just never happens oh man did i tell you about this best week everything no okay so so yeah same so what reminded me of it is people have been like, oh, my gosh, you're on Best Week Ever now. And I'm right. like, well, uh, I got hired to be in a pilot. In a pilot. We'll it doesn't see. mean it's anything yet. Yeah, and whatever. And that's nice. And I can buy some shoes. And, you know, great. But um, uh, and, and all the things you said. But it's not, like, a huge deal. Right. But so I went in to shoot it. And maybe this, maybe you'll edit this stuff out. I don't know. Um, so I went in to shoot it. Should, do you need me to? No, I don't care. Um, and the girl who's in and, – and the makeup lady looks at me and she's like – so you want like you want like a natural look, you want like a natural face, and I was like, okay, because I don't know what else to say. What other words do you say? Right. And sure. No, make me look like honey boo boo. Yeah, I don't what. <laughs> um. So then the girl who's shooting while I'm getting my makeup done comes out for a break, and she's got like false lashes and like glammy makeup and like curled hair and looks looking all fancy. And I was like, oh, she looks fancy. Oh, if they when they cut from her to me, I'm gonna look real dowdy. And then I was like, Well, but maybe she brought that stuff herself. Maybe she's like, This is my branded look, this is what I want. Right. Da, da, da. So so then when I went in to shoot, I came out for my break and the next girl was in the chair and they're doing the same thing. They're giving her lashes, they're doing her all up, and I'm like, Why am I the frog catching swamp dweller? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the one who's like, Oh, I rode my my wheelbarrow here. You don't think those eyelashes and, and hair is gonna be distracting from the uh, pithy jokes? Well, that's that's what that's actually what my boyfriend brought up. Um they might be, but I also I don't know. I just don't wanna be like I don't want them. I, I worry about what it says about me. Of course. <laughs> because that's how I work. That's how Skinner rolls. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's part of the stuff that actually we were talking about before also, that like you have to, as a female comedian, choose how you're going to be seen and then push that. Like, Am I going to be seen as a, a 
fancy lady? Am mm-hmm. I going to be seen as a soft little thing that needs to be taken care of by mm-hmm. an audience and get some of those like, take care of me laughs? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you going to be like a strong, I'm going to run this room type of person? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not like one way is better than the other. Clearly, I have a way that and I, I think have chosen even, and I I think prefer. even as a, a f- uh, just one person will we'll go through all of those stages. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to choose one. You can, it just depends on where you are. Really? I feel like people, I feel like you, as a comedian, you become a brand and you people have something that they come to expect from you. Yeah, but you might also change that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might grow up from it. It's like, for instance, Sarah Silverman is starting to do something that's very different than the Sarah Silverman that people know. It's just a lot more personal, a lot more vulnerable, and a lot more opening up. It's not hmm. as quote unquote shocking as it has been in the past, but it's still her. But it's, it's just she's doing something different. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's exciting to me. I'm interested to see what she's going to do with it. But it's like she's changed who she is in a sense, but it's still who she is. She just got older. She just yeah. grew up a little there you bit. Go. You know, and I, and I think that some people have that. I think that some people. That's why I think that sometimes it's really hard when you get success really early. Yeah, because then you, you have to be locked into a thing that you never figured out. Exactly. Then suddenly everything you do has to be. Locked into this thing you did when you were two years along. Yeah. So and it's then, like. Then you end up Amanda Bynes, who's like, shake it off. Shake it. Everybody give me a second. Let me figure out who the fuck I am. Right. Nope. And I've, I've, you know, I've met her a yeah, couple of yeah, different yeah. times. I did that thing with her. And it's like, I, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I, th- I She was a sweetheart when I met her and just like, but yeah, I mean, like, she's got people fucking watching her at all yeah. times. And I, I think that she was, she was a very funny person very early on mm-hmm. and got a lot of success with that mm-hmm. and then never had a chance to figure out who she was going to be as an adult. And so now she's like shooting off in all kinds of different directions, just trying to like th- that stuff that everybody does, but you do it without anyone seeing you. Like I remember watching this guy walk through a subway car, sitting with a friend of mine on, on the subway and this guy opened with a subway door and just like pranced full force through the car with like just crazy hair and like this really long scarf just trailing behind him just a really like extreme looking probably 18 year old and he got through the other side and i was like he's trying some things out (laughs) that dude is trying some things he's trying some stuff out yeah He's going to see where that goes. Exactly. And that's what everybody needs. I mean, it's so sad, I feel like, when people haven't gotten the license to do that quietly in their own weird way. To grow. Yeah. Because it's like, it's. I I just think that it's like it's easier to rely on certain tricks Mm -hmm. once you've had a certain, especially because it's harder to get real, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, data, feedback, Mm -hmm. feedback. It's hard to get real feedback when people Mm -hmm. have, when, you know, when different types of investment in you exactly so it's like well does this work of course of course if you're as they say if you're surrounded by yes men then you're never going to know what the hell's what or no no no, that doesn't work because it doesn't work for our show or our network or blah 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 instead of like screw off i need to figure out me and that's a hard thing for especially like like children stars now because Mm -hmm. it's like now we have all these different ways to watch them and people are freaking watching them yeah and and watching them with this you are responsible for what my child is going to be like yeah i heard some people some development people talking about uh trying to develop a show for anna nicole smith's daughter just shamelessly just like yeah it was too early when those people tried to do it at this point blah 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 and i'm like Oh, this girl, they are just leave that girl uh, yeah, alone. It, I felt like they were like leave sharpening Brittany knives alone. and forks, like they were cartoon to wolves, devour like, her. <laughs> mm. like that girl is not gonna have. I mean, what kind of chance did she have to have an okay life before? Hey, who knows? I don't yeah. know. I there are some famous people that have children that are awesome. I think it's harder 
that becomes like if you're if your parents was someone that was famous, especially if they were famous for shitty reasons, for you to become a cool person after that is like I got to give you extra credit. Like I got to give you like you're normal and you grew up with that. Yeah. I How is that? I think that's why we all like uh, uh, Francis Bean. Uh, Isn't that her name? Fran- I don't know who that is. Um, uh, uh, Cobain. Uh, oh, his daughter. Yeah. His daughter by Courtney. Yeah. Oh. Because she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go do my own thing. You need to get yourself together. I'm gonna emancipate myself. Huh. And see ya. And you know who else is uh, growing up? Is uh, Haley? Haley Mathers. I keep wondering about that. Like when they when they, when these people were like, oh, "Yeah, we got to do a, a show for this." I almost was like, "What about Haley Mathers?" Then I was like, "You know what? No, don't do that." It's okay. <laughs> Go with him, Haley. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she's like vlogging or something. I remember oh, seeing. So, I saw some article about Haley's growing up, and I, I it said, took like she is every fiber yeah. of my being to not click on that link, and I didn't click on it. You know Good what? Job. I'm gonna leave Haley alone. Yeah, that's what I did. And then I just slept. Yeah. I, I introduced myself to nobody in the ceiling. But uh, as uh, I'm calling back, but let's get back to this the friendship hey, thing. Hey, hey, hey. So it's like um, a lot of people think, and I think this is true to an extent, mm. that, that, you know, because it's such a big thing. It's like men and women can't be friends, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's what we, you were talking about before you saw Harry Metzaddy. Harry Metzaddy. Harry Metzaddy. Why did I become Cartman for no reason? <laughs> uh, so a lot of people think that men and women can't be friends. Uh, and if you think that, then you can't. Yeah, Because exactly. it means that you have very clear ideas of what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman that are steeped in gender uh, mm-hmm. stereotypes and, and societal rules. <laughs> you and know you what I'm saying? you walk into that relationship with certain expectations. So much baggage. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, of course that person can never be anything more than that girl or a thing. Mm-hmm. Or you can never be more than that guy who's trying to make me a thing mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you don't believe men and women can be friends, and for you, that is true. Because you can't see people as more than their gender. Yeah. Well, and also, well, and I like that you said more than their gender because mm-hmm. it's not, it's also not about a denial of it. Like, it's not like, like, again, at this Women in Comedy Conference, um, one of the issues that people are talking about is how people are brought up on the stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, this next comedian, this next lady comedian, this very pretty lady comedian, mm-hmm. I love this lady, I want to do it to this lady, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and one of the things I said, was that I actually don't mind when people say that I'm a woman because mm-hmm. I am. And I also don't mind when they're like, I love this lady. She's she's one of my favorite ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like that's I don't feel like being called a woman is minimizing. And uh, I also don't expect guys who respect me to not notice that I'm a woman. Right, right. It's like so. Yes, I am a woman. I have done what, a blanket because because of course this is a controversial thing, and that that mm-hmm. women are just never going to agree. Female comedians are never going to yeah. agree. So I have a blanket like I will not mention the gender. Yes. I will say I'll always I introduce everyone as this next comedian. I never say if it's a man or a woman, black, white, whatever, gay, straight. I say this next comedian. I will say that's why I always ask, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's the and least I think that's a totally amount fair of respect. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like, absolutely. so what do you want me to say? It's like, OK, this next comedian coming up uh, and I might say something personal, you mm-hmm. know, like I really like watching this uh, this next comedian. And uh, she has been on that's it's only when I say she or he that mm-hmm. people might, might know. And I usually say it quick enough because it's just nonchalant how I'm saying it that no one will notice she's been on this and that and this please welcome blah 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 because at some point they're going to know you're a woman when I say the word yeah. Deborah. 
Yeah, or when they see you. Or when they see you, and they're like, wait a minute, boobs? Yeah. You didn't give us a warning, host. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. You tell me boobs How were do about I to be this? funny. I can't laugh uh, at nipple jokes. Yeah, well, yeah, like I was brought up, and I think the reason I said this, the, the most recent um, introduction that involved my gender at all was uh, I was brought up as uh, uh, this next comedian, one of the loves of my life. Eliza Skinner and I was like oh that's nice that's cute mm-hmm. like whatever I'm I, I feel like my actual work will define whether or not I'm funny um, so I'm not worried about that but it's also a joke in, in itself yeah one of the loves of my life they you probably barely know that person yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but it's also not like aggressive or diminishing in any way mm-hmm. I don't feel um so 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 yeah I don't mind that like I, I don't want it's it's like people being like I don't see a race like yeah, well, it, but it's there, and it's a part of how mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. is, how someone is seen and sees the world. They ever tell so you about to that? To be like, I don't see gender. Like, nah, come on, you do. I ever tell you about that dumb sketch I wrote about the uh, two police trying to get some woman was mugged, and two police are trying to get a description, and it's like, okay, oh, and she what, won't say. And she won't say. It's like, and what like, race was he? Like, I don't see race. Have you seen my my new stuff? No. Oh, I I do a bunch of stuff about that. Son of a mother, let's go. Sorry, shaking my fist. It was something I thought of. Years ago, so well, I mean, I, for me, it's talking about my relationship. Give up with the purse. Um, <laughs> what I don't know what you're saying, yeah, originated it. Um, <laughs> not, well, nothing, I just invented it. So, mm, yes, well, we all think about some of the similars, some, 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 similar some of the similars, yeah, yeah. Some of the similars. we all think about some of the similars. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I you know, I think that it's interesting with the, the friendship versus romantic relationship sort of thing because. This this a girl again the girl who wanted me to not be friends with that because you know what that female friend mm-hmm. when I told her she doesn't want me to be friends with you Oof, she what a hard thing to hear and she God bless her she got it she was like okay I will respect that because you're my friend well yeah that's how I felt when and I then I drew back from her a little bit you know but it was like I also felt there was a point where I felt like because I had female friends or even if I just I was so scared of her being angry about me just even thinking about another woman that I would lie to her even if I just saw a female fr- like See, if I was walking go, down the street and I ran into a female friend and I you know and we ended up being like oh you want to get lunch yeah let's get lunch and she's like if she's asking me about my day later like what did you do it's like oh I got lunch with uh I would I would lie just like I don't want to tell her I was with a woman yeah even though it's just a friend that I have no sexual yeah. feelings for even though the problem is not whether or not you did that the problem is that you're in that this relationship does not allow for it, it. doesn't allow for and it. it's something that you want like some guys would be like that's cool I don't need other ladies in my life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all I need is this one um why would I have lunch with ladies that's my voice for that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the kind of guy who should be with that kind of girl. Exactly. But I also, I'm also quite fascinated in that phenomenon. I'm feeling like there's a lot of people that I have run into lately that are, they're like, they're trying to uh, learn how to be humans again hmm. because they've been in relationships. That, and that's always the story. I just got out of a relationship and I don't have any friends. That's basically what yeah. it is. It's like, no, I stopped seeing people. Well, that's the tough at thing. At all. When, when I started dating my boyfriend, I, I was like, oh, that's great. I, he, I love him so much. He's so great. Oh, no, I'm never going to see any of my friends. And then well, I was like, don't... whoa, 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 wait. I can choose. I can choose to <laughs> make sure I still. That's not like but a law that extra happens. Ske- it's extra scheduling. I mean, you have and, a busy yeah, life. And I'm so busy. But you and I haven't hung out for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, so like, like to me, and, and I realize this becomes like a weird thing. Because he's been busy too. I feel been, like it's even more scheduling when that's the case. You're both been, busy, then you really have to figure out when you're going to see yeah. each other. But like to me, 
every so much of my free time is spent with him. Mm-hmm. And then to him, very little because right now he's not as busy. Very little of his time is spent with me. So we have mm. different perceptions of how much time is spent together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I have like 20 minutes free a week. So but to him, he only got 20 minutes, let alone trying to fit in other people into that time. Right, right, right. It's. It's very difficult to try to schedule all that stuff. So I'll have like uh, like three days where I'm like, it's friend zone. I got lunch with this person, coffee with this person, dinner with this person, and then right. I'm going to an open mic or like yeah. whatever. I mean, it just takes a shitload of scheduling. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. I mean, but it's, it's just interesting that people, because a lot of times when you get into a relationship, it's what I think the, the best thing or the number one thing I think people get to do is you constantly have a go-to excuse mm-hmm. to why you don't want to be somewhere. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you meant like to a go-to person to hang out with so you can be lazy about your time it, and no, be like, it's, it's well, the same thing. I'll do it with you. Instead of like, when you're single, you're like, okay, who am I going to hang out with? No, it's the same I'm thing though. It's like time. you do have that go-to person that you know, if I go home, that person's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or if all else fails, if I just want to get cuddled tonight, that person's going to be there. Um, but yeah, it also leads to a laziness between the two of you. Yes, it does. Like, well, I know you're going to be here. Because, you know, <laughs> activities is the key to a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to create experiences with each other to stay together. I agree. <laughs> Climb a fucking mountain and then you'll have something to talk about. <laughs> as opposed to watching a documentary about somebody climbing a mountain. Although even that's better than just like staring at each other. True, true. That is like, true. Well, we had falafel again. At least we have a documentary we can have a dis- an interesting discussion about, and let's go get some sushi. Mm, this is not as good as that documentary mm-hmm. um, or whatever. And uh, and then the other thing is, though, that it's like when you're out with people or you're out or he's like, ah, I got to get home. I've seen people. I've got, I've been like I've been given that permission. It's like, you know, I'm the excuse that you can use. I've seen people be like, she's really tired. It's like. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes. But I. Uh, that's that's like a last resort to me because not so much because I don't want to throw him under the bus, mm-hmm. but because I don't want to be that person who's like, sorry, guys, I forfeited my my personal life and social life and my own decision making skills for this person. <laughs> I, I forfeited all that. So I like I want to take responsibility. But for everyone like, is, is, even if, is if, even permissive if it of that. it, though. I that's know, the other but I don't thing like that like even if I was like, I would like to spend time with him or like I would like to go home early so I can talk to him as opposed to this guy's making me do it. I would honestly rather hear that. Really? I, I'd oh, honestly my way rather you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd honestly rather be like, "Hey, we're going to go. We haven't gotten to see each other, so we're going to go." It's like, "Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. See you later." Yeah, Instead of like, like, "I got to go." And I feel like when that happens, you're like, "Oh, hello. Because it also okay. it also enforces this like, "Yeah, thing. relationships. I know. Bitches be crazy." Man, the, like I still feel like uh, the the models for, uh, I want more models for good relationships in. Oh, I got some. In in pop culture, like yeah, one yeah. of the most damaging things I think is everybody loves Raymond. Like really? I watch that show and it's like it's like watching a horror, like some sort of car crash. I'm like that's that's what it is. That's what it is. It's it's miserable. Oh, Your you life know, uh, is uh, miserable. You know, Eliza you become Skinner. a shrill nagging person or a uh, or a, 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 a robotic golem. Right. Well, you know, Eliza Skinner. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, Livia Scott has that. You know, have you ever heard Livia Scott's uh, my impersonation of every woman in a sitcom? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting lotion on her elbows. Are you crazy? It's like every single yeah. wife. In a sitcom, is yeah. like, well, maybe you should just talk to your mother. Well, but that it's one, like, like she thing. was angry all the time. But here's the thing, and because I, I was watching a, a rom com earlier today. Which <laughs> one? Uh, blah, I don't remember the name of it. Life as we know it. 
Is that the one with the... I don't remember. I think it's called that. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it's incredible to me how petty everyone always is. Like, all of the fights are always seem to be so easy and so petty and it's just everyone's emotions are flying it's like what oh i'm the one who's not worth anything to you and then it's like uh oh second act uh oh now we're going to go into this but it's like there is it's the what the oscar wilde art imitating life life imitating art sort mm-hmm. of thing it's like people act like oh that's how i'm supposed to act yeah when i when the people see it in a movie or a television show they're like oh that that's what I'm supposed Those are the things. Okay, making mental notes of here are the things I'm supposed to be angry at. Like, oh, and here are the ways I'm supposed to be angry. Mad about you? Yeah. I never, really, I never watched. I never really watched. I got to admit, never really watched Everybody well, Loves Raymond or Mad problem About You. With both of them, I was busy watching Sanford and Son reruns. <laughs> I was not allowed to. So I would sneak What? In, I, w- I would sneak in my You parents. weren't allowed to? Because there were black people? No, no. No, I don't really. I think it was. My parents censored me on taste, on stuff they thought was tacky. So I wasn't allowed to watch Hee Haw or Sanford and Son. Lower and class. Dance fever. Dan- I don't even know what that is. That was a that was like a I don't know, that was something my sister watched so I could ca- no solid gold. That was it. I could sneak and watch that because my sister would watch it. Hey guys, we're in the middle of another break right now, so this is the second podcast ever where there's been a break, and I apologize for that. And uh, I don't even know how I feel about it, but. I forgot to say some stuff in the introduction that I'm going to say now. Hey, All Things Comedy. That's the name of the podcast network that I'm on, and you can check that out, allthingscomedy.com. Don't forget to check out some of the other podcasts, like Walking the Room, of which I'm on their episode today. (laughs) If you want to listen to that. Um, Also, other podcasts that I love, Jackie Cation's The Dork Forest, Tom Rhodes' Podcast. Tom Rhodes' podcast. Not the podcast. That's Jimmy Pardo's podcast. Podcast. But Tom Rhodes has a podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, Bill Burr, uh, Your Mom's House, uh, Ari Shafir, all sorts of great stuff. Minivan Men, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, Tom Rhodes has an hour stand-up special that just came out on Netflix called Light Sweet Crude. If you've never seen Tom Rhodes' stand-up, there's something wrong with you. You need to go check that out right now. Harland Williams has an app called Harland App, which you can get um, on iTunes, obviously. And um, also, Maz Jobrani of the Minivan Men podcast um, has a campaign on uh, crowdfunding to make a movie called Jimmy Vestwood, American Hero, which is described as a Pink Panther meets Coming to America. <laughs> oh, Maz. We just want to see some Maz from you. Moors? Oh, Jesus. I'm just so bad at puns. Anyway, guys, that's all things comedy stuff. And check that out. And leave some ratings and comments for me. And here's Eliza again. Bye. Okay, we took a little bit of a pee break right there, but uh, go ahead. Okay, so what I what I was saying was, um, uh, yeah, the thing about Raymond and Mad About You mm-hmm. is they're both created around a male comedian, so they had to have some woman there who was like, Bleh. and as a little girl watching them, I was like, that seems like a nightmare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want the rest of my life to spend the rest of my life either unhappy or uh, as making someone else's life unhappy. <laughs> right, right. Like, b- no thanks. And then all the, the like, they didn't really, ha- I guess Roseanne was the counterpart as far as 
built around a female comedian. Right. They did have a nice marriage. They did. And yeah, it seemed very functional. Mm -hmm. That was kind of one of the amazing. I mean, obviously, there's many amazing things about. But like when you look at the relationship, the marriage that those two characters had, then it's like it's a really good marriage. It's a really solid marriage that they can figure out their problems together. Cosby show, too. Yeah. And Cosby as well. Claire. Yeah. Although I feel like that one was a little bit more imaginary. Well, but he it was did just so happy with a lawyer and a doctor and everyone. Yeah, so but happy, he did kind of get the you're an idiot thing every now and then. Yeah, he did because he would get so caught up in whatever yeah. he was doing, and Claire had to be always put kind of put him in his place. Yeah, and it was very, very, very rare that you ever saw Claire put in her place. And she was always the audience member. She yes. was always laughing in Oak Cliff. Whereas with uh, the Connors, they they switched back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made each other laugh, and yeah. that was really fun. And their kids were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they <laughs> they made fun of their kids together. Exactly. You <sighs> damn kids. That seems like a nice thing. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so basically, I, I have this theory that um, we should do our relationships more like our friendships and our friendships more like our relationships. Okay. Basically, you know, like, like, I'm gonna. This is a dumb comparison, but people say we, we should rehearse more like we perform and perform more like we rehearse. Mm-hmm. But it's a similar sort of a thing. I think that in general we put too much on our relationships. Mm-hmm. We expect too much out of it for to to. We expect too much out of it in the sense of our own self worth being wrapped into it. Yes. And then with our friendships, we don't expect enough out of some of our friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, sometimes we don't um, put it forward when our friends really need us. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't put it forward. It's always surprising. Like a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, is having some really horrible, horrible health problems Mm -hmm. in the the last couple years. And she has been extremely surprised with the people that came to her aid. Mm -hmm. The people who she always considered her closest friends seem to be the first to abandon her. Fairweather friends, mm-hmm. right? And then the people who she wouldn't think that would, you know, lift a finger for her were like, yeah, I'll bathe you. I'll drive you in a wheelchair to the su- to such and such in a sort of way that really surprised her. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I think that like, like it's like I, I remember talking to somebody about like she was, uh, she needed a ride to the airport or something mm-hmm. and she was afraid to ask people. Huh. And I was like, I'll give you a ride to the airport. Like, yeah. You're like, well, it's so inconvenient for you. It's like, I don't care. You've given me a ride to the airport. I will go out of my way. You've gone out of your way for me. Basically, that's what I that's what I bring to the friendship table. Well, I think that it's all. I think a but, lot of it comes down to um, but, <laughs> expectations. Also, yes. like people kind of have a generally similar idea of what you, what to expect from relationships. I mean, there's definitely variations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but. People don't know what to expect out of friendships. And then they also don't know what is expected of them. Of them. Like, I remember one time sitting at home and I was on Facebook and I saw that my friend's ex-boyfriend had just gotten married. And this was like a real crappy ex-boyfriend. Like mm. somebody who was really, really bad to her. Um, and I had no- she had mentioned something about that he was going to get married at some point, but I didn't realize that it was like that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I called her and she wasn't around, so I just texted her and was like, Hey, are you all right? I just saw that this is happening. That's crazy. I would be really freaked out. Are you freaked out? Do you want to hang out or whatever? And she couldn't hang out, but she was like, thank you so much. You know, nobody has said anything about this. Right, da, right. Da, da. And I, I wrote back like, oh, yeah, t- t- tell me when, I, when you want me to say stuff about stuff. Like, I want to know the right times to say stuff. I want to know how I can help support people and, and yeah. be nice to them, but I don't. 
but I think, and I think we all feel this way. Like you don't want to overstep your bounds. You right, don't right, want right. to make someone feel uncomfortable with that. Right. Whereas if that was your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you'd not, yeah, you, you, you say something. Right. You'd be there. Well, but that's the thing is that we, we see that like, it's interesting because it's like we put more of a lot of the times when if people are single and they, they get into a relationship, then it's like, oh, well now I have a place to put all. All of my emotional support needs to come from you, yes. and they ask less of their friends. Yeah, well, I I think of that. I've always uh, said that it's an emotional diet. Like if hmm. you if you ate only carrots all the time, you would get sick. Even though carrots are really good for you, yeah, you would get sick. You need to have other nutrients, other nutrients, and you need to get things from different people. You can't expect everything from one person, right? And I think going back to the friendship thing, and if uh, I think the person that you're with can't, like, they should see that as a as as a help to your relationship. As opposed to a threat to it. Exactly. Like, oh, great. You're going to that person for this and that person for this and this person for that. And if it's someone of this, of the opposite gender of you and the same gender as the person that you're dating, if that's the way you date, right. um, then they're also giving you insight. They're also helping. Like, I hope that, uh, like, yeah, sometimes I'm a little bit like, who's this girl? When my boyfriend hangs out with some girl. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of hope, like, oh, I hope he runs stuff by them i hope he that gains some insight without the emotional you know uh, uh, stakes of having me sitting across from him looking at him right um get a little bit of different perspective on maybe how i am or whatever exactly um and i feel like that happens a lot when people you know when they get into relationships where their friendships fall to the wayside then they have nobody to bounce anything off of ever yeah which is horrible you have to have Sharing a life means also having a life. Mm-hmm. But there is this model now that we see that to truly be intimate with someone, it's like this 24-7, I'm in your fucking face, and I'm not going anywhere. It's like, if you can stand that test, then it means that it's really love. But like that's, that's one version of it. There's all these different versions of it, but everyone's comparing themselves to this ultimate idea, and if they fall short, then they're like, oh, I must be awful then. Yeah. Or that person's awful. Yeah. Someone's awful and is to blame. Yeah, I remember getting in a big fight with a guy that I was dating because uh, I we were at brunch, and we had been – we'd had brunch many times. We'd been dating for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is something I like to do. I'll get the paper. And I got the I got the New York Times and sat down with it and I I, I got in some sections that I thought he would like and I was like look there's stuff you might travel hey tech woo yeah and yeah. he was like you don't want to talk to me and I was like N- n- no I but wh- about what at a certain point about what unless we read the paper and then we can fold <laughs> the paper down and be like did you see this this is a kooky thing here's how I feel about it how do you feel about it yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah there's like there's some idea that it should just be constantly self-manufacturing interest and excitement my company two should should be literally enough for yeah. you you don't need to read <laughs> Wait, yeah <laughs> or learn things you yeah. should know everything because of me well yeah yeah and and I should and I should be enough for for you my you've heard everything I have to say You've heard it. <laughs> Up to now, I've yeah. kind of told you everything. I'm out. I'm I need, out of I need things. More, I need to replenish the well. Let me read just a page of this, and I'll have, I'll, I'll have a bunch of bits. And that's a big thing. That is a big thing in relationships is just those being able to be silent with someone mm-hmm. is very important to be in the same space as someone and not have to be in constant communication. You can be reading your respective books or whatever. I could be playing video games and you can be not here. Stuff like that. And I think as you were saying with the rehearsal performance metaphor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's true. I think 
friendship is a good place to try that stuff out again without the emotional stakes being as high Mm -hmm. and you can discuss it in a different way you can sit silently with somebody and be like hey i sat silently with you that's weird right can you do that with your girlfriend i feel very uncomfortable with my boyfriend does not say anything to me is that weird and it's it's just like a more low stakes way to process those things. Well, I think that we need to lower the stakes mm-hmm. of our relationships and raise the stakes of our friendships. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I think that like I think that friends th- that's the whole point that friends always out tend to outlast every relationship. Yeah. You ha- you've had think of how many relationships you've had and how there's probably two or three friends that have witnessed you move in and out of different people's apartments and all these different things. It's like, mm-hmm. but there's always this thing. And I, and I kind of, it's interesting because a friend of mine told me this in college. Like, I never even thought about this as an option because I was telling her about this girl that was playing games with my heart mm. as the song goes. <laughs> she and wouldn't quit playing games she, I wanted her to quit playing games with my heart, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't quit. Mm. She wouldn't quit. She wouldn't listen to the music. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I was telling my friend about her. And um, how we had gotten to this point where she's like, you know, I think we, maybe we should just be friends. And my friend said, uh, you know, you don't have to be friends with her. But that's like the number one consolation prize of if we're not going to be romantic, we should be friends. Yeah. Like like a friendship is much more meaningless. Obviously, you can be friends with anyone. Technically, that is true. But it doesn't mean that you have to. Yes. And, it, and also some people look. Just in the same sense that I have friends that I don't want to be romantic with, there are people that I want to be romantic with that if I can't be, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. I don't think that I can see you as a friend mm-hmm. because it, how I see you, and especially depending on what happened or how it went down or whatever, it's like maybe I don't want to be around you mm-hmm. in a casual sort of way. I wanted to have you. I'm not going to never be able to see you as this. Because some people are like, look, if I get feelings for you and then I can't do anything with them, then I can't see you. Yeah. And sometimes I can change that. I've had exes or people that we started to be something and we became friends instead and that worked. But then there are also the cases where it's like, well, I don't know that I can ever not see you this way. Yeah. And it's always going to be uncomfortable for me. So maybe we shouldn't be friends. Yeah. That is a viable option that people are just like, no, you're supposed to be friends with people. It's like, no, I don't I don't want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I every now and then feel guilty that I'm not friends with my ex because I'm friends with most of my exes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's the normal way most people are. I think most people are like, you're my ex now. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, my current boyfriend has been all of those things. We dated before. We didn't talk. We did talk. Now we're dating again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you reminded me of another thing. The, uh, the idea that, so yeah, your friends outlast these relationships. Very right, often. right, right. But I think it's important to keep in mind that that relationship is still probably, that romantic relationship is still, like that's, let's face it, a little more special. Yeah. It's just for the time. So I find it like I had a a guy who I'm friends with talk to me about the guy that I'm dating and and like his work in a very like casual, negative way. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't like this. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, that's that's my boyfriend. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't like this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, you think that you're more important to me? You Mm. think you have some sort of primacy because you've been here longer or Mm. something? don't oops no and Friends. i feel like i've almost done that too yeah I, i've been like i'm mad at her who your wife never mind well the thing is um that's a hard thing because like like that female friend of mine who i stopped being friends with when i broke up with that girl 
Then she was like, I fucking hated her. And I'm like, why didn't you ever say anything? She's like, well, because I'm your friend. Because I, I was like, well, maybe I don't see something. Because obviously you're around her more than I am. Well, but even if she had, she, it sounds like she's saying it in terms of she hated her for you also. Like she, she hated her for me, but then also she just didn't get her own vibe with her wasn't a good and that is a big thing like people like to like hey friends this is the person i'm seeing do you approve does everybody approve because there is that sometimes it's like oh if my friends hate them then i can't see them yeah but that's it, always happened though it's like there's someone that you're dating that none of your friends like and that still happens but i don't you, think but it's, it's, a, all, but it's never good it's never good your but i don't friends, think it's a requirement don't have any investment in you not dating someone who's going to make you happy and is good for you what, say that again? I, your friends don't have any investment in trying to ruin a good relationship for you. Right, right, your right. Your friends are never going to be like, that That girl's no good about somebody who is. Mm-hmm. So, which but is people might not. Very... People might not jive, though. Yeah. It might, they, they might not, not hate each other, but I've, I've had friends date people that are like, I don't really care for that person. I have too, but I've also been, I, I can tell the difference between like, oh, I don't like them, and that's not good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it's so, it's, I, I, uh, I remember hearing an argument in favor of um, arranged marriages. Because mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. a, a few friends who's, whose parents were arranged marriages and mm-hmm. who kind of flirted with the idea from family pressure mostly. Mm-hmm. of like, maybe I should do that. Um, and their explanation of it was that who cares more about you and knows you better than your friends and, I, and than your family. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point that can be even more strongly applied to your friends. Your friends. Who knows you better than them? Who has more of a selfless investment in your hat? Like you, it doesn't matter to them. The only way that you change their life, if you're unhappy, then it gets shittier for them. And well, if you're happy, then it's better for them. Well, I think the error with that though sometimes is just like we we you know like uh, I remember reading something about what people say their type is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh my type is this. It usually has little or nothing to do with what they actually respond to. It mm-hmm. has more to do with how they see themselves hmm. or how they want to see themselves. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, oh, my type is this, it mean, they're giving you a self-reflection. And I think that sometimes friends, when they try to set you up, might want to set you up with someone that they think this person has the qualities you need to fix or how I want you to be, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you with this person. That huh. is the, that's the error to what you're saying. Oh, it's things, yeah. Because I've seen that where it's like, oh, you're going to love this person. It's like, wow, you, I can see that's what, what you, you think. think I am? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's like getting a weird Christmas present. Like, it's really? Like, really? You, you think, think I'm, I'm you, you think I'm, uh, you, you think uh, I'm Gimpy McWhips over here? Yeah. You, you think d- I'm leather masks yeah. make uh, micro machines? Yeah. You, th- <laughs> you think I'm an umbrella? Really? Ugh, interesting, yeah. Kind of but I, I think that can happen too. I mean, that that goes to show that well, then that's a friend that I can't let set me up. Yeah, <laughs> but also I think like even more. It's it. I think it's very sticky when you're seeing somebody. I had a, I had a friend who recently started uh, dating a guy, and mm-hmm. none of us thought that it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. He was no one liked the way that he treated her or what it brought out in her or anything. And I, but I also felt really bad for her because I, I wanted to. support like I wanted to support this. I mm-hmm. wanted to like, like I knew she wanted me to like this person and mm-hmm. I wanted to like him for her, but he was bad news and then it ended and he was bad news. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm like there's no way to fix this. There's no way for this to have gone any other way. Yeah. That's a hard thing too to know how, what you are and aren't supposed to say to yeah. your friend when it's like you think that they're that whatever they're getting into is doomed. Well, and also they're crazy at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blind, like, love is blind. It's true. Like they're not making they're love is not, love is a misleading thing. Yes, they're they're not looking at them and and evaluating 
based on criteria that would actually get them to a happy situation. Possibly. It's a it's a tricky sticky sticky mm, it is. a tricky sticky sticky expectation a tricky friends. sticky swicky swicky. Well, I, and I also think that like that's that's the thing. It's like I I know what I try to. I like to be there for my friends, mm-hmm. and especially when I can. Like I've lent money to people. I've given many a rides, and it's like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. And people are like, because I guess we only think of it like romantic relationships and family are the only people that we can ask big favors of. But there's also this sense of, because they're obligated to do it. Mm. Whereas a friend you've chosen, and and I think there's this unspoken thing of like, well, a friend is a person you're not supposed to ask these things of. Well, but it's also, it's uh, uh, the frequency with which you ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it depends on the friend. Yeah. But it's like, look, I like being there for my friends mm-hmm. when I can, you know? And it was the same with my family. It's like, yeah. When I've gotten to points where I have needed to ask a big favor of a friend, Mm -hmm. um, it has. I have never had to ask before someone has offered. Mm, That's good. Um, So I think that's also on both sides to to be like, again, it's expectations. It's it's not especially with friendships since it's not the same every way, uh, everywhere. I think you do need to be vocal and be like, hey, here's what I can offer you. Yeah, yeah. This well, is, or at least gonna, you just need to okay know. This is okay for me for a friendship. For yeah, you, you need to know what level of mm-hmm. commitment as a friend that you can expect because that's the thing. When I when I say that like you know like oh well, we don't we're not going to be together romantically but we could be friends. It's like no, we should be more. I'm as picky about who I become friends with mm-hmm. as I am w- about who I date because if. Because a friendship is an investment. It is a relationship. It might not be romantic, but it's like, no, this person's going to be, is this a person I can trust, that I can go to when I have, and that I w- I'm willing to bring this to the table? That's how I kind of see it. And a lot of the times it's like it, it, that grows. And I'm not walking into the situation being like, okay, what is this person going to bring to the table? <laughs> what do you got for me? It's like, okay, once I get to know someone enough, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I know, and maybe not even a subconscious level, sometimes very consciously, I would do X, Y, and Z for this person. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times you don't know until you're asked. Yeah. But I want to put it out that, like, look, it's okay to ask me to do shit. I am your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked before uh, on one of these about, about like, you have different friends for different things. Mm-hmm, like, a mm-hmm. friend, one friend who might be really good at this mm-hmm. might be really bad at this other thing. But then you have another friend. And it, and it doesn't make them a bad friend. Mm. It just makes them not right for that situation and of course the person that you go hunting with is not the person that you should try to talk to about who what kind of wedding ring you should pick out or whatever of course i extend that to i do extend that to my romantic relationships as well oh right because you're polyamorous as you know yeah so that's something we still haven't talked about oh you still haven't had i've never really talked about i haven't talked about on this podcast i've talked about it on other podcasts yes but only in very limited senses to where I will fixate on certain commenters. <laughs> I am very, I am very glad that you are, uh, that you are c- playing with and getting into uh, talking about it on stage. Yeah, I think that's very important. If I, if I I've ever get to it, I've been saying it for forever. I know you have, but it's just like I'm so self conscious of. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have to have an answer for every single hypothetical question, mm-hmm. but that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what makes it a hypothetical yeah. question is that well, I don't it's know. Also, it's you coming from your point of view, just like it does, like it is with everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not my bag, but that doesn't mean that I'm like burn him, you know. But and that's the thing that it's like I'm very conscious that of the judgment or the the projections that people are going to have based on material that you do about about everything. Yeah, but this one it really connects to people. It's true. It really it really but, threatens people. But 
I think that that's that, what I have noticed is unique about it, at least. But the more that people come out of the closet about it, the more it's not that big of a deal. Mm. And the, the fact that people haven't talked about it that much should make it even more attractive to you as a subject. Well, some people I know have talked about it. Aaron Judge and uh, and Mike Kaplan have, have broached the uh, subject on stage here mm-hmm. and there. Um, but I also think that you are more... I, I feel like you're... you're, you're you're very. I mean, I'm different than yeah. you know both those comics, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying that they've broached the subject and it's good, and that's why I've got I've gotten encouragement from them talking about it. I'm like, well, maybe I can. Uh, yeah, they can do it. Maybe I can. Uh, do it. Yeah, I had a long talk with Dave Ross about what I could say. Yeah. On stage, because I'm trying to think of what I've come up with so far, is trying to introduce the subject, is that it's not something I can convince everybody of. Right. And like I don't expect to convince anyone here, because right. I'm I'm base I have ten minutes <laughs> to basically tell you the opposite of everything you've ever heard. It's kind of like, hey, you know all that that movies, TV, culture, books, art, poetry, film, society, and religion. Ten minutes. I'm gonna change well, your mind but, about but it. Here's the thing: you don't have to change their mind. No, but I'm just saying that like that's how you, I feel about like it's to... this mountain of stuff that yeah. like I can't undo it. But you don't have to. You just have to talk about how. You are right. Well, like I mean, that same mountain. You could apply that to homosexuality. You could yeah. apply that to interracial stuff. Yeah. You could apply that to all kinds of and, things. And, and when those things like, were hot button issues, yeah, it's which not, they kind of still are. Well, here and yeah, there. It, I mean, depending on where you are, um, it's anything that's not Cinderella and Prince Charming is a little different. But you don't have to be like you all follow me. No, but that's <laughs> but, the point of what I'm saying is that yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Like, oh, that is, that's, that's the material that, that you're using. Is that's I'm what I'm saying? Is like I can't. I can't compare to all that mountain of information and experience that everyone has ever been told. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to convince you that all those things are right. wrong. And that's not the point of it either. Yeah. Well, and I think, as I've said before, I think the the, the one thing that you would have to get over with with an audience is that, that you're not taking advantage of these poor girls. Yes, that's what everyone always um, automatically thinks is that like, oh, they're yeah. being tricked and fooled. And well, it's like when I talk about breaking off an engagement and people are, and I have to tell the audience, it's okay, I'm okay, he's okay, everybody's okay. But that's what the most fascinating thing is, is um, what people project. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as which way they're going <laughs> to worry. And, and as I have read, you know, many people when they talk about this subject and just in life, Mm-hmm. The, the number one, the thing I see that's common over is when people are like, well, I could never do that, and here's, or I think that's wrong, and here's why. They end up accidentally spilling every single insecurity they have and in ways that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, I think that's wrong, and here's why. But they're talking about what they think as a universal truth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, because this and this and this, but you're, now, well, you, all you've done is tell me all of your personal fears mm-hmm. having to do with what I'm doing. Well, I think that you I, I I also think that attacking it from though from like you having those fears also mm-hmm. is a good way to go. Like in that uh I've said this before to you all too that I think one of the most interesting things is that it's not like super fun like sexy sex party kind of thing it's it's having a bunch of relationships it's a bunch of telephone calls it's a lot of putting out fires it's a lot of yeah the good stuff but the bad stuff also from relationships and you're just like managing 
multiple right ones that seems exhausting well it's the I think only people could relate to like can you imagine how exhausted i am it's extremely exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> well that's another yeah that's it is exhaust that's the other joke i have is how exhausting it is well not the necessarily relationships but the explaining it to people that have nothing to do with my life what it is that i'm doing well, that's that, very exhausting i think you can take it into into even that that i think people could relate to that and it's not like you're hitting on them if you were like what about you would you all like to sign up then they would be like whoa whoa no 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 but as long as you're a performer and you're up there on stage i guess the thing is that it's really they don't have to adopt that also it's really hard i i guess for me to talk about it because i don't feel i can't see what my actual perspective is on it well because i feel like i'm inside the house i can't see what i think that you're yeah and i think while you're figuring that out you want validation from it you want like, i just want people to not be like oh he's a fucking creepy creepy mccree pretends but they're not saying that you but that's some people have said that well but that's why I'm, that's why i'm people, thinking about it so hard even more people are you're worried about them saying that so in in the same way that they project that on a bunch of a bunch of ideas on you you're mm-hmm. you're projecting a bunch of ideas well, on them yeah that's absolutely true well, I, I, th- I think you can be a, a, f- a standard bearer. Ugh. You're <laughs> you're showing them that it's not this big crazy thing. I don't have it in me. I think I I'm telling you. I'll write I'll write you a set. No, I'll no. write you a set. It'll be great. You'll love it. Well, Eliza, <laughs> all I can say to you is um, thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your Keep heart is to Keep shining Wait. Knowing you can always count on me For sure For sure That's, That's what friends are for In good times <laughs> In bad times I'll be on your side forevermore That's what friends are for That was a damn good uh, falsetto uh, Yeah, that was very good Harmony for me. Yeah. Hopefully the microphones uh, pick that up. They, they cut out right before then. Damn it. <laughs> you know, Eliza and I can actually sing. We can actually sing if we want to. That, that wasn't that bad of singing that you just heard, but we're better than that. So just want to let you guys know that so I can sleep tonight. That was tonight's episode slash today, today, whatever, whatever to time you're listening to this is when it is. It could be day, could be dusk, you know, it might be dawn. You might be on the lost highway. You might be blaring some David Bowie, some fast tracks with slow, sweet British singing on top of it. While you're totally confused of what you think David Lynch is or isn't doing. <laughs> Any Wazel, Hazel, Basil, Shazel, Mazel, Flazel, Hazel, Gazel, Angel, Angel, Mazel, Lazel, 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 Lazels. <sighs> see you next time. Actually, I won't see you. Because there's no sight. There's no, there's no visual aspect of this podcast. So, you'll see, if you're on drugs, you'll see me. Because you'll you'll hear these sounds coming out your speakers and going into your eyeballs, which have turned to ears. <laughs>